All right, good morning, everybody. Today is Sunday, January 10th, 2021, and we are doing our weekend roundup pretty much of the news from Thursday evening, Friday, and yesterday. So let's get into it. We got a lot to cover here. So, first off, again, regarding the Washington riot. There were evidence of bombs, pipe bombs found all, all over the headquarters of major political parties, but we also have to be vigilant and we have to understand that we have been lied to before. Now, I'm not trying to take any sides here, but we should really take an unbiased approach because as of right now, we have seen no evidence. There have been a boatload of arrests and as to whether or not those arrests are warranted, that's t entirely up for debate. However, at the same time, there were some uh, illegal things done inside there in terms of, you know, throwing things around and taking hard drives and stuff like that. I could be wrong because, look, I was not there. So I don't want to say with confidence that's what happened. You know what, guys? It's so sad. It's gone to the point where, like, we have to question everything to the point where the most fundamental basic reporting is questioned. And so that's what I meant when I said a few weeks back that in one of my uh, afternoon episodes that everyone is a conspiracy theorist, because at the end of the day, the fact that we have to question everything and we should have, in my humble opinion, we should have been questioning things a long time ago, but the, I'm happy it's at least starting now. But the fact that we have to question these kind of things over and over and over just sows more and more doubt. But look at what big tech is doing. Big tech is using that narrative to justify removing things like parlors. So that takes me to my next point. Parler was re removed from the Google uh, App Store first and then removed from the Apple App Store. But initially, Apple had given a warning asking them to remove something, I think it was, and then they didn't, and so Apple removed them. On top of that, Amazon kicked them off of their web streaming or web hosting service, I think it is. Uh, let me just take a look here quickly. Yes, yeah, so they kicked them off of their web hosting service. Therefore, Parler, I believe, has to sort of Start from the ground up, if if you will. What I imagine is they're going to just redirect you to their website. And then what's going to happen is they're going to have a download button from their website where you can download some type of app. Whether or not it'll be a native app or a web app, that'll be hard to say. But at the end of the day, there's only so many things these tech companies can do to stop this, uh, this whole thing from happening. Because at the end of the day, if people really want to discuss very openly certain things, what they're going to see here is they're going to see that... You can't do it on places like Twitter or Facebook. I mean, not going to lie, Facebook has been holding out for the conservative aspect of things a little bit more, but they've taken some action to suggest that they're kind of just going with the flow, right? So anyways, last night, which was interesting, there was a blackout at both the Eiffel Tower and the Vatican. Maybe this was symbolic to what happened in Washington. I don't know, but obviously there's much more prominent news, which kind of begs the question as to why this is happening on an evening where so many other things are occurring. Is it coincidental or not? We don't know. Interesting to see, but also to note that the Pope's doctor also died from COVID complications as well, allegedly, right? Again, we have to question everything. And I'm not saying that we have to not believe it, but we have to take an unbiased viewpoint and Start from the beginning mentally by not not believing it or neither believing either side. So just to say that so I don't confuse you guys. Uh, the next thing is that the Indonesian flight that went missing was found. I don't know if anyone has died, but it seemed like everyone was okay based on the footage I quickly saw before recording this. Now, the next thing was that Gavin Newsom was heard bragging about how much cash the California government has. If that's the case, why not give it to the people? 
the people that are, you know, locked down, the middle class people in California, the lower class people that can't afford or they're getting close or they've already run out of money to be able to live. You know what I mean? Those six hundred stimulus, those six hundred dollar stimulus checks, it's only going to do you so much for so so long. I mean, whether you're Republican or Democrat, money is money. It's not six grand. It's six hundred dollars. Right. So we have to be very weary and vigilant of that, too. The next thing is that allegedly now there's two ways to view this. So I want to talk about this very carefully and precisely. Allegedly, Nancy Pelosi went to the Pentagon to ensure that there are protocols in place in case Trump wants to launch a nuke or a bomb or anything like this that would be unjustified. Okay, and the Pentagon allegedly told her that, yes, there are protocols in place in case he wants to do something, as they say, you know, quote unquote crazy. Now, the other side of the story is that Pentagon officials are saying Pelosi asked them to stage a a military coup. Now, what's interesting about this is that it's being covered up by the mainstream media in the sense that this is not being reported. Again, they're only showing one side of the narrative, but a handful of military uh, Pentagon officials have said in the last 48 hours that she asked them to stage a coup. Now, the question then becomes, was this phrased in a way for it to gain momentum and headlines on the more conservative right-wing websites, or is this something that actually did happen? We have to be weary and vigilant of both sides, so I'm not going to say one side is more likely than the other. Again, the narrative the mainstream media will push, except for Fox maybe, is that she went to the Pentagon to you know, look like the hero and to make sure that the president can't get a hold of the nuclear codes and things like that. That that's, looks all fine and dandy from the outside of it, but really we don't know what was actually discussed when that happened, and we probably never will know, to tell you the truth. So again, I'm just here to report it. We can discuss afterwards as to what the more likely outcome was. The next thing is that there was a sinkhole that opened up in Naples, in Italy, which is, uh, I mean, they've been known to have those types of disasters and earthquakes before and things like this. It's unfortunate. Some people died, allegedly. They haven't finished counting or finding all or recovering, sorry, all of the bodies. So that's unfortunate. The next thing is that the FBI is saying there's evidence to suggest that the storming was an inside job. Okay, look, the way I see it is this, and I think a lot of you guys see it the same way. I don't care what political side anybody's on. The fact that people got in there that easily, my God, that's supposed to be one of the most protected places on the planet. And the fact that there was already talks online and tons of online chatter about people showing up on January 6th. And in all honesty, most of them were all talking about how they were going to just show force and protest peacefully. And a lot of them did that. But of course, the media is pushing this narrative of division because it gets more views, gets more clicks, it gets more people involved, but not involved in the right way. So it really depends on how we view this. But at the end of the day, regardless of what side we're looking at it from, honestly, guys, I tell you this as if you're sitting right in front of me right now. I don't know how the hell they got they got in there so easily. I mean, obviously, there's videos of cops just literally opening the unclipping the little rope there and saying, yeah, go, go in. So I don't know. I would not rule out the fact that it was an inside job or some cops were paid or bribed or something like this. The question is who bribed them and who funded that money to those people? Because clearly we're in a time right now where not a lot of people have money. Let's face it, right? Or liquid cash at least. And so because of COVID and all this this nonsense. But what I'm saying here is that if these people bribed these officers, my gosh, if these officers took petty bribes, like small bribes, Holy crap, you better up the salary of these guys because, listen, at the end of the day, this, that, that's pretty goddamn bad. On top of that, if they were not small bribes, if they were larger bribes, the question then becomes, 
who gave these people money to give to bribe the police right now there's evidence to suggest not proven but to suggest that it was coming from george soros and places like that and also at the same time what's interesting is that shortly after the capital was stormed a republican donor bought a boatload of shares in twitter which is interesting because it shows that maybe there's some type of resilience to create an equal balance of things and what i find ironic here is that the same thing that's happened that the the relations that the united states and russia have had is happening to the relations of the western middle and lower class people what do i mean by that well if you watch the putin interviews with oliver stone and vladimir putin it gives a different perspective and i'm not siding with putin nor however am i siding with the united states we have to look at this objectively and so when we look at this excuse me when we look at this we have to say to ourselves how much of this is completely substantiated and how much of this is not right and how much can we really sit there and say okay this is dangerous or this is what's happening here but no we have to believe the united states side because you know their narrative is always the, the correct narrative i think it's a bunch of nonsense anyways the next thing i want to talk about is that according to multiple sources from business insider and politico trump was mentally unreachable during the time of the riot insurrection whatever you want to call it Look, we have to look at all the angles here. I'm going to call BS on that, not on him being mentally unreachable, but on this reporting. Because again, when we hear Jim Acosta from CNN or any other news source say, you know, sources are, or news outlets saying our sources are telling us, I really got to question that because let's be honest. Let's take a look at just one prime example, the Iraq war. The media had no proof of it, but they pushed the narrative anyways. I mean, yes. Fox certainly pushed the narrative. They were close with the Bush administration. That's no secret. However, when CNN started pushing it, when there was no sub substantial evidence, even MSNBC, and we're talking 15, 20 years ago, mind you. So imagine how much more the narrative has been pushed in one direction now, right? And I'm not saying what direction that is because it's not for me to say. But again, we have to take a step back and look at both sides here. Or maybe there's more than both sides, right? The next thing I want to talk about is that Boeing has had to pay billions of dollars in fines for defrauding the FAA with a particular model of theirs. Look, it's ironic. When a corporation defrauds the government, okay, pay some fines. It might hurt your pockets for now, but in the long run, you'll make it back. Even if it, even th this is not a small fee or fine or, or fines that Boeing has to pay. We're talking just north of a billion dollars in fines. I think it was 1.2 or 1.3 if I'm not mistaken. But the point here is that notice how nobody's held accountable. Not even the CEO, not even anyone, the, the, the person of the, the executive that was responsible for a certain division that oversaw the mistakes that were made in these particular models of planes. Ironic how nobody goes to jail. And at most, I'm at most, and I'm talking like these are even the, the Wall Street people. Got nothing to do with the Boeing people. But what I'm saying is that if the Wall Street guys get in trouble, at most, they put them on house arrest for like a year. It, 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 a house arrest in their, you know. 15 20 000 square foot mansion poor them right so you guys get what i'm saying here next thing is that dominion uh company the the voting machine company the software i believe it is the company that pr provides the software just filed a 1.3 billion dollar lawsuit against Sidney powell one of trump's former attorneys look there is evidence to suggest there's issues with the voting machines. This has been shown before Trump even brought this up, even before Trump ran for president. So it shows how the media is trying to bury this narrative. Now, it's interesting because it just shows you how many millions can be deceived. Now, that's not for me to say that 
Trump is completely right about the Dominion voting machines. He could be to a certain extent. He might be wrong in other areas. But the point here is that Dominion is really trying to show force by saying, you know what, we're not letting this go. You've been accusing us of all this. I believe the lawsuits are mainly defamation lawsuits, if I'm not mistaken. Which, look, legally they have the right to do it. It's not for me to say who's right and who's wrong. I'm just here to, to report the facts as always, right? So, Or at least as much as I could get of the facts or a, as much of an unbiased perspective of the facts. The next thing is that Trump is considering pardoning himself. Look, the, no matter which way you look at it, in a good way or a bad way, at this point he's got no choice. And again, good or bad, it doesn't matter how you view it. He's got nobody around him anymore. Very few people. You got, I think Mark Meadows is still there. But there's not too many people there. I think Rudy Giuliani's still there. So really, it it depends. And look, at the end of the day, I do see both sides because this is a perfect example of a coup attempt against Trump. However, the other way could be that Trump created this coup on his own. So it depends on how we view it, right? And that's the thing. I honestly hate the fact that I have to report news that already has a narrative to it, guys. But again, unless I'm on the field reporting this and being everywhere at once, which I can't do, there's only so much I can do and discuss here, right? But ultimately, the same way that we have to agree whether you like him or not, Trump, that he created a ripple in the overall timeline of the political establishment's agenda, which is true, regardless if you love him or hate him or a bit of both, we also have to agree with the fact that this looks like a coup attempt against him. And look, I'm not here to make some type of conclusion. All I'm saying is that if there were some paid actors during the Washington riot to escalate things, it would not surprise me. The CIA has done this many times. I'm not saying it's the CIA, but I'm saying do not kid yourselves. America will do this no problem. They've done it in Ukraine. They've done it all over the world. They've escalated situations and have no problem with people, regular people. Innocent people dying in order to push their agenda, in order to gain more of a political edge and narrative, right? So, the next thing is that Trump said he won't be attending Biden's inauguration. First time since 1869 this has happened. Depends how you view it. Some people might say, good, Biden doesn't deserve it. Others might say, you know what, this is un-American. It really depends on on the perspective you guys take. And I don't want to lean in one way or the other, so I don't want to come to any type of conclusion on behalf of you guys. The next thing is that a quick... um, bit of a side note, but Tommy Lasorda, Hall of Fame baseball manager, has died at age 93. I'm not a big baseball fan. I watch it from time to time, more so before COVID happened. Since COVID happened, I think I've watched some basketball games, That's NBA games, that's it. Maybe some football. I, I It's hard to even say. However, look, you know what? 93, I got to say, if we look at a glass half full kind of thing instead of glass half empty, that's not a bad age to go out at. You know what I mean? It's 93 is a pretty damn good age, especially if in your if you're in decent health too. That that's not bad at all. The next thing is that um, oh yeah, no, that's that's pretty much about it. I mean, look, there's so many other things I could talk about and we can cover, but I don't want to do that because the more stories that are coming out minute by minute, literally, particularly given the political uh, climate of things the more things are being proven and disproven. So I don't want to report them this morning. I'd rather wait till tomorrow morning until I can f- solidify certain things and uh, and ascertain the authenticity of certain things on my own. So guys, thank you so much for watching uh, this Sunday episode and we will catch you later on for the regularly scheduled episode. Take care.